Welcome to the first uh, attempt at, at, at our podcast. Um, David's getting up right now, grabbing an extra chair from across the room. Uh, so he has plenty of uh, plenty of room to operate. Looks like he needs a place for his laptop. Is the main right thing. when I said I was ready, I wasn't <laughs> ready. That's fine. It's all good. So this is our first attempt. Uh, we're going to try to talk about uh, specifically head-to-head points leagues, uh, fantasy from a fantasy perspective, but just general basketball uh, take making and all that. Right, David? I mean, that's kind of the yeah head-to-head fantasy scoring different. Kind yeah, of, kind of a similar. It's just similar to uh, NFL fantasy. It's it's um, something a lot of people don't do. A lot of people yeah. do with the categories, which to me I get, but that like I don't know if if you're coming from like a fantasy football background, it's hard to switch to categories. Seems like a barrier. Yeah, and it's something that like it's it's a different, a lot different like draft strategy and like a lot different because you you have to like almost give up some categories. Like, right. like I'm just going to lose this category every week. You don't want to draft, you know, someone who scores a lot of points and who's right. really good because he right. just scores a lot he of points. He just scores points. Like you could have, you could have like, which is he, like, yeah, you could have like James Harden and like Damian Lillard and a bunch of like a bunch of guys on your team and you could still lose, which doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Like, so anyways, um, so that's what we're doing here. Uh, yeah. So why don't we talk the first uh, day of the NBA season started yesterday. We had two games. Um, I think it's really easy to overreact uh, to what we saw, but I mean, I, I can't help but overreact to some extent. Uh, I, I'm just curious what you thought about the Warriors-Nets game specifically, kind of what did you see from the Nets? Um, obviously, I mean, they blew the Warriors out. Uh, the score was even uh, didn't even feel um, right for how not close it was. So mm-hmm. um, why don't you tell me a little bit about kind of what you noticed about the Nets uh, in the game yesterday? Uh, yeah, the Nets, I mean, Kevin Durant is, he's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't. I'm not. I wasn't doubting it, but you know, it's a serious injury. Yeah. He's good. Kyrie looks good. Yeah. I think the team looks good. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot. It's just Dinwiddie and Lavert. I wonder if they're all gonna be happy with their roles. Yeah. Seems it, like it, it's a bunch. It seems interesting to me yesterday, and now obviously it's one it's one game sample size, so we don't want to overreact. But it really seemed like between because I was my whole thing was like, okay, you have Kyrie, who's obviously an on ball player. He has no history of playing off ball. I mean, even mm-hmm. with LeBron, it was kind of like they would do these stagger set sort of minutes where mm-hmm. LeBron was the primary ball hand, handler when he was on the court, but like when they were together, Kyrie still kind of had the ball. Um, and so I was kind of curious, okay, how is Kyrie going to play with Dinwiddie and, and Levert, obviously two really dominant ball handling guards. Um, it looked like Levert was the guy last night. Yeah, he it, is a great lo- six man. Yeah, that it looked like a- between him and Dinwiddie. I mean, is that not a six man candidate early? Oh, yeah, no, I, I think mean- it is for sure. I think it is for sure. I think, um, you know, the the just his ability to attack the rim and kind of create something out of nothing, I think is really, really, I mean, I think about like the Lakers picking up Dennis Schroeder. And how immediately last night you just saw it where we didn't have any of that last year, the Lakers. I mean, they did not have anyone who could just create mm-hmm. um, other than LeBron and AD. But everyone, kind of Rondo, kind of. Yeah. But, like, we didn't have anyone. And so mm-hmm. just having that guy, and I think the Nets obviously have that um, in Lavert. Dinwiddie didn't look great last night. He looked like he took he's, – he's ready to take a less role. Yeah. He seems more of a – he seems like more of an NBA long-term player, knows it's good for the team. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope so for him because I think that there is a role there still for him. I just think yeah. that he he, gets, he needs to get used Tyler to Tyler Johnson's there. 
Yeah. There's well, a couple it's, of players. It's a weird, that, it's a weird roster. Joe Harris looked good. I mean, Joe Harris is there. I yeah. Mean, those, they all play kind of the same position. From from fantasy perspective, though, I think, I mean, obviously, I think KD, wherever you got him in your draft, congrats, because I think he's going to be great value. I mean, I think he's like a top, going to be a top five MP, MVP candidate this year. Um, you know, I think the Nets are going to be, uh, you know, a 50-win team in the 72-game uh, season. Um, you I know, think so, I wanted to touch on one more yeah. One more person before we go on to the Warriors. Uh, Jared Allen. Yeah. And, okay, he didn't start. Yeah. So DeAndre Jordan is a starter. Jared Allen is a fourth-year player. Yeah. Uh, Jared Allen had a lot of hosts from a lot of people. Definitely a highlight real player. Yeah. Not overly athletic. Not really that great skilled. More of just a big. Big body. Big body. He can move pretty okay. He can move. He knows how to play basketball. Yeah. But DeAndre Jordan's there, and he's you know he's he's done it before. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it's pretty clear. You watched last night, and and I think to me, I, I mean, just watching, I think Jared Allen at this point in his career is the better player. But I think when you talk about big game situations and kind of who you want on the floor for that kind of stuff, I, I think you're still going to have to go with DeAndre Jordan. As and I think a, proj- a chemistry perspective too. Yeah. For Katie and Kyrie, I mean, they're not going to want the young gun out there. They're going to as want a project back. player. You're year four. Yeah. So yeah. now what do you? Now he's like. Now you're hurting his trade capital. Well, and they didn't. They didn't. Now uh, you're. Yeah. They didn't sign him to an extension either. So he's going to be restricted. Free yeah. Agent. So he's gonna. He's probably gonna make some money. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the thing is, you know how much I love those rim running centers. I yep. love them. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> you love. I mean, he can hit a three. I think. He he's got he's got some some skill. It's not like he's wholly skillless, but um, you know maybe this is a good tra- transition into the Warriors. Yep. You want to talk about a, a big man that flashed some skill? Let's talk about Wiseman. Um, I I was really impressed with what I saw. The, the box score is not going to jump out at you. Um, I think he got twenty something points in uh in our scoring format um in our fantasy league. Um, but I mean he just looked fluid. He looked yeah. athletic. He could. There was a moment in the second quarter where he literally got the rebound, got the defensive rebound, and just went. Mm-hmm. And he was he was he was point yep. guard for a whole possession. I mean, it was it was really kind of cool to see. Um, he's just that that frame. You can tell that when he puts on muscle. I mean, this guy is going to be an absolute beast. Um, I do worry about some of his, his instincts. It looks like some of the decisions he made yesterday wasn't uh, ideal. But um, what were your impressions on Wiseman? He. I don't know where he went in our draft. Where is he? I don't, I don't yeah, I don't know exactly where he went on our draft. Uh, no. uh, uh so Wiseman, probably a good pickup for anybody who got him. Yeah, I think just value he, pick. The the thing about he shot those threes and he he had he had another jumper that he hit. But he was shooting like as if he shoots. He's he's a shooter. So yeah. that's a pretty good sign yeah. that he has a natural kind of instinct to shoot those. And it's yeah. not a you're going to earn your shot kind of guy. It's a let him shoot. Yeah, no, I mean, I think I think that's exactly it. I mean, I think he's he clearly has a role. I mean, obviously, um, we'll see what Draymond looks like when he gets back. But um, you know, they have no other. I mean, their second best true big man on the roster is Kevon Looney. I think he had 16 points that last game or 18. Something like that, yeah. He, me, he wasn't doing well, and then he hit two threes in a row. And it really, like... Or he hit a three and a jump shot. Yeah, so Wiseman had twenty six point seven twenty six uh, fantasy points. Fantasy points. But oh, oh, 26 fantasy points. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know yeah, what? Yeah. No, but I mean, I mean, if you think about it, though, that's that's 
that's good value for where you got him. I mean, that's a, that's a player you're looking to keep on your roster, especially if you're looking long term um, for the whole season. Uh, Warriors beyond him, I mean, I they they just never looked right offensively and defensively. I mean, you're playing the Nets, so obviously they have Katie and Kyrie and Karis LeVert went off, but I don't man. Steph, I, I don't think the Warriors. Kelly. <laughs> Wiggins, I mean, Wiggins. how do you what do you think? I, mean, I don't think the Warriors are on, be good on, this on those year, three man. guys specifically because those guys got drafted. Yeah. What uh, What do you think of all those three guys? Uh, I I still like I still like the potential for Ubre. Um, you saw last night he was really aggressive. He took a lot of shots. I think he took like fourteen. He was shots two for or twelve like at one point. Yeah, he was he was you know he was kind of gunning, um, but he's a really active player. I think he's he's one of those players that kind of has a safe floor because he will always be Oubre. involved. Um, Oubre? Yeah, Ubre. I think Ubre will always be involved. Wiggins scares me, man. Because <laughs> the thing about Wiggins is if his shot's not falling, he gives you nothing else offensively. Oh, my god! He gives you nothing. Or defensively. He gives you nothing. Steph. Yeah, man. Steph was Steph was quite a disappointment. Um, just, I mean, he got his 20 points. Great for him. But, I mean, I he just doesn't have the spacing. Yeah. He just doesn't have the spacing. It's not the Warriors from it's his new normal. This is yeah. This is what he was playing on a very talented team. A lot of movement, a lot of threats, kept everybody on defense honest to everybody. Yep. A lot of driving lanes. He doesn't it's not the same anymore. Not saying he's not gonna have a an amazing probably first team all NBA season. Yeah, uh, I, I one hate- one person that I liked who is not a fantasy live or option, but could potentially play himself into the starting small forward, Eric Pascal. Mm. And that was like a little bit shocking. I know they don't have much, but I mean, he's, he was a rookie's first team, second team. Yeah. Last rookie year. second team. Yeah. Kind of low key player has a little bit of spunk. He jumps yeah. high when he shoots. I don't know. I just like, I like something about him. Yeah, I think I think he's definitely a, a good player to watch. I think that's where it kind of ends, though. For yeah, I mean they're just not. I, I they're not any. I think again, Wiseman was really the star. I mean, I think all year for them, it's going to be a slog. I hope when Draymond comes back, you're going to get some, at least a little bit more defensive. When Draymond comes back, Pascal will probably sit. Yeah, I would say because they're gonna they're gonna keep starting Wiggins and Ubre. So uh, you have to start Wiggins. The I mean, game after with that contract that was Lakers Clippers. Yeah, uh, I have some stuff here. I want to actually make sure you're you're speaking to the mic. You you do you have anything to say? Uh, I have a few things to say. Yeah. So I mean, Lakers Clippers. Obviously, the Clippers won last night. Um, I have a, a yeah a few things to say too. Um, I mean, it, it's funny to me how. People were freaking out last night, you know, oh, Clippers won, blah, 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 ring ceremony night, Clippers won. This happened last year, too. Uh, Clippers beat the Lakers. Lakers won the championship. I wouldn't overreact. LeBron looked a little rusty to start. That was my big observation. He looked a little tired. Um, and then in the second half, I think he really found his footing and and uh, had a couple just vintage LeBron tomahawk dunks. Um, but AD looked kind of off, too. I think they just kind of looked tired. What was your read on on that whole situation? Yeah, I mean, it was a ring ceremony. You saw Anthony Davis. He probably was just had butterflies in his stomach. Yeah. Uh, LeBron, you know, they were probably all clowning around. Kuzma had his. Kuz. Yeah. Uh, first, I mean, all right, so real quick, the league's defending champions are 
28 and 16 in regular season openers. So that's like a 78% winning percentage. So yeah. uh, not what I thought. I thought that the, the, the defending champions would lose more than that. Yeah. So I guess we should have won that game. Yeah. Um, no real excuse about it because every other team did it. 78% of the time the <laughs> yeah. defending team wins it and they're having the same situation. It makes you wonder though, I mean, uh, you know, what kind of what kind of competition those teams are facing on ring ceremony days. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, it's a good point. Eh, that's true, yeah. Lake, I, but Lakers did this last year too where they would drop the occasional game. Yeah, you know, first quarter like, we are lazy. Yeah, it's just... Uh, it's just second quarter... We were better. We were a lot better. Um, so I, I want to go over a couple things, especially as it relates to fantasy. Um, I mean, to me, something that really stuck uh, stuck stuck out was uh, Schroeder and Trez, man. That pick-and-roll combo, and just Schroeder in general, and Trez, honestly, both of their energy, both of their willingness to attack the basket, um, to create for themselves, I think it really added a spark to this Lakers roster. And, and from a fantasy perspective, I mean, I think Schroeder made a really, really good case to being kind of that flex play consistently. I mean, this guy can put up 25 on any given night. This, um, he'll this have, right He'll here. have five assists. He's a surprisingly good rebounder. I think he had like 11 rebounds Schroeder? last night. Yeah. 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 I'm just thought in my head, we need to have a big board. Of each position. <laughs> yeah. So that way we can say if we're moving somebody up or moving yeah, somebody down. That's a good idea. That's because good idea. right now I would like to see where those players actually land because I'm pretty sure both of them got drafted. Yeah, I think they did. I think Trez got drafted a little high for for my liking, but I mean if you think eighteen at- points a game last year, I was sh- I didn't believe that. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Um what did he what did he put up? so Trez put up thirty four points last night. Um, what? Fantasy points. Fantasy points. That's really good. That's really good. And, that's and really Schroeder good. put up thirty four. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, again, these these are guys. Well, LeBron, who, what? LeBron didn't put up. Uh, LeBron. He had a last rough night game. in our format. Put up twenty seven. Yeah. So yeah, LeBron had a down game. Uh, it's not going to happen all the time. But I mean, again, it just goes to show you. I think there is going to be from LeBron at least. I don't know about AD, but from LeBron's standpoint, mm-hmm. there is going to be a little bit of foot off the gas this year. I think. Um, I think the addition of Schroeder and and Trez having. I mean, they're basically two stars in their roles. If you think about it, on other teams, they would be. They could be borderline all stars, um, you know. Ha- having so, both of those guys is going to put less pressure on everyone. Um, the really concerning guy to me last night on the Lakers front, Marcus Hall did not look good. He did not look good last night. I, I, I'm very nervous about. Uh, it's not a Lakers podcast, but Lakers really need to fix up their their centers, centers. are bad. And, uh, yeah, I don't even think there's a. I mean, Montrez is a center for them. I guess, but he's kind of just like a just a a big like a undersized big. He's not going to be able to de- defend, you know, the uh, Jokic's of the world um, come the playoffs. So yeah, I think they're in the buyout market. That's definitely going to be something that they need to look into. Um, or even hey, get Kaycock. Kaycock. I can't even say his name. Kaycock. Get yep. him some minutes. Kaycock. I, I'm, I'm kind of interested in maybe put Costas down there. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, so the Clippers. They play the Clippers. Yep. Canard. <laughs> Yeah, Luke Kennard. 64 million or whatever it is over yeah, four years. Yep. Uh, I think he looked terrible. 
I think he looked terrible. Um, clearly, I mean, he got a lot of minutes, so clearly they want to get minutes. him involved. He they, missed some shot. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he did not look good. I don't know if the moment was too big for him or or whatever, but he didn't look good. He was a guy I was actually stashing uh, in in the couple leagues I drafted in. He was a guy that I was looking at uh, keeping um, because I think he's. The potent- he definitely has a role. If you think about it, Shamit's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't really have a shooting guard, like proper shooting guard on mm-hmm. their team um, besides Kennard. Um, so I think the role is certainly there for him, but he did not impress me. So that's someone to keep an eye on, but I, I don't I don't see him being fantasy relevant anytime soon. Um, and Paul George. Yeah, great pick. Whoever, I mean, yeah. You got to see through the smoke on that one and draft yeah. him because everybody was saying probably, what are you doing? But <laughs> He's a frustrating player for sure. He was kind of quiet in the first half. Um, but, I mean, that third quarter, he yeah, went oh, nuclear. No. Yeah, was, I don't think was, he didn't miss. Well, what did he have? I'm going to see what he had in our in our league. Um, what did he finish with? One second. He had a great game. Uh, yeah, 40, 42.7 fantasy points last night in our scoring format. Um, I mean, he's he's a stud. He's an absolute stud. And then Kawhi. Uh, yeah, and Kawhi, I mean, look, Kawhi is is going to be – the problem with Kawhi is availability. He right? had 35. Yeah, it's the availability thing. He is a stud when he plays. How often will he play? Um, I think he'll – I think that narrative about Kawhi is not really going to be uh, what it is this year. I think it's a little overplayed. When I was drafting him, I was thinking that, but then I also thought – it's a different year, different mindset. Yeah. Um, they also changed the law, the rule, so you can't sit out. Yeah, televised games. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know if it'll be that much of a factor. I'm excited to see him. You know, this is. I mean, he's he's now human. Yeah. Right. He was he's, held yep. at some crazy god yep. level. Yep. I In think fantasy, that's a really good point. he is a very good player. I uh, just want to say uh, Ben Simmons already has uh, seven and a half fantasy points, seven point seven, um, with six forty two left in the first. Wow. Ben Simmons is gonna. I I, I think he's he's. I just want to say this. I, I'm biased because I drafted him this year. I think he's gonna have a hell of a season. I, oh, yeah. I think he's got the shooting around him. Um, I'm 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 high on Ben Simmons this year. Um, we're gonna take a little quick break and then we're gonna go into some news uh, around the league, some stuff, uh, some Harden drama that you guys may have heard about mm, and our takes on it. Harden. That's all things James Harden. Um, oh, all things James. Harden. All things James. All roads lead to James Harden. So obviously he's been at the center of the NBA universe, um, and you know as this relates to fantasy too. This guy has been an absolute bona fide top three fantasy player for the last. He's what, a little bit bigger. Years. He got a little bigger over yeah, the he, break. Yeah, he's he's got some he's got some uh, body to him. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it's really interesting. You you have, have these stories of him. There was that rookie that he was throwing the basketball at mm. in practice. Um, I mean, tonight we got word about an hour ago that the uh, OKC and uh, Rockets game tonight was actually canceled due to COVID protocol. Um, and James Harden has been in hot water with that. Kind of, what's your read on the James Harden situation um, as you see it right now? Uh, part of me thinks, why? How can it get this bad? Is it the is it a Rockets problem at this point? Because what what happened? Like it got really yeah. shitty real quick. So is it on you or is it on Harden? Uh, other than that, Harden's the villain this this season. <laughs> he's, uh, he's, he's got the he, black it's hat. It's pretty much you know yeah. Durant's like, oh my god, he's doing well. No longer the villain. Harden, 
is not a villain. Yeah, I think uh, that's a good take. Just being shitty to his team. Yeah, I think being shitty and just kind of being shitty to the NBA in general. I mean, yeah. they, they've gone through hell and back to try to get these COVID protocols um, enforced so they can have an NBA season, and he's kind of spitting in the face of that. So, um, you know, we'll keep you keep you posted on, on kind of what comes of that. I wanted to talk a little bit about briefly just about, you know, sort of potential hardened trade destinations. We know the mm. big ones. We know Philly. Um, we know the whole thing with um, Brooklyn was floated around. I don't think Brooklyn, Brooklyn after watching them last night, Philly. they would be stupid to trade for. Right. Harden. So it can't be. It won't be Brooklyn. Philly, maybe. Philly Nuggets. They're gonna, I don't know I, why. I, I think Philly's going to Philly's gonna try to ride it out with, with Joel and beat and Ben first. I think they're. So it's, they're, so it's like. So so honestly, he's not, there's not many teams. I think Nuggets is a good call. You could do something with MPJ, get another matching salary in there, yeah. and then a couple picks. Picks, they have picks. Yeah. Um, I I have a couple. I have a couple. I have a couple sleepers. I kind of want to throw at you. Uh huh. See your thoughts on them. Yeah. Okay. First one. I'm gonna say something. It'll be kind of interesting here. Uh, Indiana. Mm. So Indiana has the salaries. Um, they have Miles Turner. They have Demontis. They have um, Victor Oladipo. Obviously, I like it. they've got picks, um, and so they have the ability to trade. You could trade one of those big men, uh, a lot of picks, and another, you know, young prospect or something for Harden. You could still, I mean, you could have maybe Vic. Well, yeah, maybe Vic, or or you could even pair Vic and Harden. They're yeah. actually kind of complimentary in an odd way because Vic can can play that on ball defense that Harden can't really play. Mm, um, like so that's kind of an interesting one. Another one that is kind of fun, uh, Toronto. So we all we all know Toronto swung big for Kawhi, right? Um, Toronto has the pieces. You've got Kyle Lowry salary. You oh, just paid was, Fred VanVleet. I could see that one too. Uh, you just paid. OG Ananobi, you have Siakam. Uh, you have a bunch of pieces you could throw in. You have your picks. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm kind of curious, you know, out of those two sort of sleeper teams, um, which one you think makes the most sense and you could see happening? I, I could see both of those happening. Yeah. Uh, real quick, I just, I don't think the Raptors do it because. Yeah, I don't think so either. That's just not ra- Raptors basketball. And then, They deal with Kawhi, though. They deal with Kawhi, but Kawhi is much more like. A winning, he's player. not. Yeah, it's yeah, really di- no. it's, it's different. They did play different ways. Yeah, and I Harden, hear I hear Toronto's uh, nightclub scene though. Is yeah, nice. ooh, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'll definitely keep Harden busy. Yeah. Um, sure. Will this affect? Will all this uh, drama affect how teams look at him? Uh, I I don't I don't think so. Don't I don't think, so. think it's going to affect how how teams are looking at him. Because, like you, they know he's there. He's doing that to, to get, get out, out of the situation. Yeah. And, what do you What do you think? And and right, I mean, he's 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 still a top five, top ten player. I yeah. mean, there's there's no way around it. There's no way around it. Uh, I mean, for all the people saying that Philly wouldn't want to trade for him, they've got Ben Simmons. I'm sorry. Ben Simmons will never be the caliber of player Harden's been for the past five years. Not saying Ben Simmons is a bad player. I yeah. like him a lot. But Harden is just kind of... He, I mean, Ben he's, Simmons just needs to win a ring, and he's better. Right. I mean, that's 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 yeah. the argument. I mean, he's better yeah. defensively. But Hard, what Harden can do to... He's basically a one-man playoff team. I mean, this guy's, this guy's crazy. This guy's insane. So, um, I, I agree with you. I think he's too good of a player for his value to really take a hit. Um, although I don't know if other people <laughs> would necessarily agree with us. Um, 
And do you have any other kind of like news takes or, or concepts? Uh, you buy? Just the, um, the Sixers. Uh, I read something. I mean, can Doc control the locker room? I think so. Uh, Ben's going to have a great year fantasy-wise um, and in the season. Joel Embiid is going to have a great season. I wouldn't draft him based off his injury concern, but he sh- he's due for a good season. He should be in shape. He's got to be in shape. He's never been in shape. So hopefully he got in shape this summer. I, I agree with you. I, I think I like pretty much all of the Sixers this year. Yeah. Um, as far as draft. I mean, I think Tobias. I even like him kind of I this kinda year. I kind of like Tobias. He's yeah. a little bit of a, who was that? But they, they need, they need his perimeter shot making. They need that. He is the only star on that team that can really create his own shot off the dribble from the perimeter. That's not Ben's game. Uh huh. Ben- I have so it's important to me. Doc Rivers does not talk to the media about Ben shooting threes. I think that if he yeah. does that, what Doc? Yeah, yeah. What are you're you doing? Sabotaging you're yourself. sabotaging. Next on the news before we're done with the news is Anthony is a bust. Anthony Edwards, first pick of the Timberwolves. Already calling him a bust before oh he plays a, a true he NBA was an game. On ball player and he is not going to be an on ball player you don't think, think d'lo can move I more think off d'lo ball. is no i think d'lo is going to be on ball and edwards is going to have to learn behind d'lo what do you think i'm curious cat is gonna have a great season okay. but i was gonna they ask are cat has oh man he's is he a disappointment he's not a disappointment statistically he's a very good fantasy option last year he got hurt but it, i don't know if that's a great core to be a rookie around see i like a lot of their individual pieces but it just feels like they don't fit and and from a fantasy perspective i mean i i'm i'm pretty far out on d'lo i'm pretty far out on him at this point i mean i just think he's too one-dimensional um he'll score he'll have a he'll score more points fantasy points than anthony edwards oh for sure yeah for sure anthony edwards is is gonna be a fantasy no-go in my opinion um I think, you know, there's other rookies. And I guess like, that's why I want to say it's a bust. It's a fantasy bust. Yeah, I would say so. I would say, I mean, I think you're, you're lo- like LaMelo is a much better option for fantasy, right? Mm. Obi Toppin, I would say, is a better. If you're yeah. looking at trying to get value from the rookies, Obi Toppin, I think, is a better fantasy option. You know how I feel about Killian Hayes? He has not looked good. Um, but even I would pick him ahead of, of uh, Anthony Edwards for fantasy. All right, so uh, that's our new segment. We're going to move on now to talk about some sleeper picks um, this year in fantasy that that may still be on your waiver wire that you might want to grab before they are the next big thing. All right, David, so what are, are some sleepers that if you were to dra- redraft today, who are some players that you're trying to target towards the back of the draft that you think could bring you a lot of value for where they're picked at? Jalen Brown. Uh, Jalen Brown, uh, Gordon Hayward is no longer on the team. Kemba is not playing right now. I knew the both of those things before going to the draft, and I, I didn't pick Jalen Brown. <clears throat> I should have picked him. He's actually someone I'm gonna be trying to trade for. Uh, the person doesn't know it yet, but I'm gonna be going for Jalen Brown. Um, what about you? Give me you, a player. I, I like that pick. I was yeah. also eyeing him in the draft too. Uh, you know, you know how high I was on Jalen Brown yeah. last year. Yeah, he should be an all star this year. 
I mean, that yeah. might be a hot take, but no, I think he's he's got all the the makings for it. The only thing he can't really do uh, is really play make. He can't really, you know, he's not like a pick and roll player or anything like yeah. that. But he doesn't need to be. Uh, he doesn't need to be on that ro- roster. Um, for me, the first guy I want to talk about is Darius Basley. Basley, I don't know. I think it's Basley. Um, a lot of people are wondering who the hell is that guy. Well, uh, he's going to be a starting wing <laughs> this year for OKC. I know what you're thinking. OKC is a terrible team. That's exactly why. Um, they are going to have minutes of plenty to give to players. Um, Darius Baisley is one of their few holdovers from last year. Um, he showed a lot of promise last year, um, put, putting up good stats. I think he was like close to 15 points a game in like 20. He's a, he's a rookie last year. Yeah, 26 minutes um, when he played. Uh, you know, he, he's just one of those wings that can kind of. He doesn't do anything great, but he can do everything pretty well. Um, and I think the opportunity, like I said, is there. And I think he could, you know, as as far as the last um, last pick flyer or even, I mean, this is a guy that's on your waiver wire right now. This is a guy, I think he's only like 5% owned in uh, ESPN leagues right now, which is the league we use. So I would be trying to target him. I think there's role and opportunity similar to the Jalen Brown thing. Um, could I be wrong? Yeah, I could, but I think you can get him, um, with no, I mean, you could get him if he doesn't show up, then you can cut him. No, no lost, uh, opportunity there. Uh, I like Darius Baisley. I do think that's a good pick. I don't know what he's actually good at. I know he's a good basketball player. My next guy I have is Victor Oladipo. Uh, he was drafted 64th in our league. So that's, you know, fifth, sixth round. That's a great pick. I mean, he, I'm excited to see what he does with Sabonis and Brogdog. Malcolm Brogdog. They, they are, they've been hurt. They were, they didn't have a full season. Um, they're, they're a playoff team. Pacers are a playoff team. Victor, I thought was going to get traded. He stayed. Let's. I, I'm, I'm excited for him. I, I do think I have big hopes for Victor Oladipo this year. Yeah, I think, I think that's a really. Come off an injury. Yeah. I know that. Yeah, I, I think that's a really good uh, – I, I think, I mean, for where you can get him especially, um, I mean, I don't think he'll ever be the player we saw him um, be in Indiana a couple years ago. Um, but I yeah. still uh, but I still think, I mean, for, for where you can get him, I think he's, an, he's a great player. Um, he's one of those guys that will put up consistently 20 points, five assists, six rebounds, a couple steals, a block. I mean, he, he's going to fill the stat sheet. Um, yeah. and get you your you know thirty five fantasy points. On the a steals basis. are big. Yeah, huge, huge. Yeah, and, three and, points a steal, I think. Yeah, and he's a, he's a low turnover player too, um, which I th- which I think is helpful. Uh, I like that pick. Uh, the next one I want to talk about is OG Ananobi. Um, a lot of people, <laughs> it's weird. OG Ananobi is one of those players that I feel like a lot of people know the name, but don't really know a lot about his game and what he can do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he he wasn't no. A lot of people uh, forgot about him because he actually was uh, injured when the Raptors won the championship. Um, but he is essential to this team this year. I mean, if you think about it, uh, they lost they lost Marcus All. Um, they lost uh, uh, who else did they lose? Um, I'm blanking on Serge. Serge, yeah, there you go. They they lost Serge. So. Um, although he's more of a wing player than a than a big man, um, I still think he's going to fill a lot of that defensive role. Yeah, um, he's a he's a great three and D player. Um, I think he's going to have more of an offensive uh, load to take this year than he did last mm-hmm. year. And that extension to me that he signed um, tells me a lot that they have a lot of trust in him in his role. Um, and I think he's 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 not going to put up twenty points a game and, and or twenty score twenty points a game, um, but he will he will get you fifteen. 
seven, three, two, and two. I mean, he's that kind of guy. So again, another kind of 30, 35 point per game fantasy player I'm projecting. Yeah. When you mention uh surge, that's actually a good point because even though he is a three and D he can yeah. go in there and yeah, dunk it. He absolutely. knows he can get offensive rebounds. He knows I, I think do. he's a, he's a sleeper defensive player of the year candidate this year. I really, I really firmly believe that. Uh, also a sleeper, most improved player in my opinion. Is he a starter? Yeah. Yeah. He'll be a starter. Um, Let's move to suckers. Uh, well, I just want to touch on one player really one quick. One more thing. One, yeah, <laughs> really quick. Will Barton. Will Barton. Um, I like Will Barton a lot this year. Uh, he was hurt a lot of last year in the playoffs, most notably. Um, you've got Jeremy Grant is no longer uh, in Denver, and that was actually a pretty big loss for them. If you look at their wing depth, I mean, it's pretty much Michael Porter Jr. who can't really do anything on defense, and that's about it. Um, I like Michael Porter Jr., great as an offensive player defensively don't like him that much i think will barton is um another sort of steal i think he's going to get a lot of minutes a lot of playing time he can play make he can shoot um he can create off the dribble he can defend i mean he's kind of an all-around player is he on a team is he is he should he be on a roster right now um i think he's on i think he's on the waivers in our league i'm i think he just got dropped He's a player. I'm, he's a player I'm looking into. Um, I, I I just I just like I think losing Jeremy Grant. I think he's a perfect player to slide right in. I, I think they want to give Michael Porter Jr. A, a bigger offensive role, but I think with his health history and all those other factors, I think Will Barton um, is gonna is gonna take a lot of that role. So that's that's my thought. Uh, suckers. Let's yeah. Let's let's. I'm gonna bring this in a hot take coming in from the suckers. Yeah. Uh, this is gonna link into MPJ. And what he can do, which is going to link into what Caleb can thinks he can't do, and the Will Barton sleeper. So this is a this all links together. Jamal Murray, uh, sucker. he is in my sucker category. Wow. Yeah, uh, it's not that he sucks. It's just MPJ is there. Yeah, Jeremy Grant's not there. MPJ is a starter. MPJ, MPJ is a really good offensive player. Uh, they're gonna. They need to. He's all the criticism about MPJ. You have to know he's a one-year player. Yeah, it's his first year. He is now a sophomore. He's on a sophomore season in the NBA. You have to give him a little bit of slack on defensively, and I'm and I'm not. I'm not saying you can't criticize him because he's very. He's he needs to get better. But what I'm just saying is he's good offensively. If he was good offensively and as good defensively. He would be uh, oh, an, he's all-star. an all-star. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah. if if he can get better at that, which he, I think he will, because he sees, I see him on the court. He's a smart player. Yeah, you yeah, know, he, he might be thinking a little different things off off the court and whatnot. But um, he kind of he is the reason why I put Jamal Murray in the sucker because Jamal Murray got drafted high. Jamal Murray had a really really good bubble. Yeah, really excellent. But. And I, you could see the MPJ tension. It, it wasn't yeah. like a seamless. Yeah. You can see that. Well, M, well, MPJ is taking that shot. You know, Jamal Murray now. I think get those I th- looks. I think that's a good point. Um, and and I think MPJ, like to your point of him being a a, a really smart player. Um, you know, if you have Jamal Murray uh, uh, pick and rolls with with uh, Jokic. You know who's going to be who's going to be cutting uh, backdoor and and getting all of those kind of easy Jokic over the top of the head passes. It's going to be Michael Porter Jr. Um, he should be in the sleeper. 
Yeah, no, I, I think so. I, I like Michael Porter Jr. I, I like I think a lot of people like him too, which is why I picked Will Barton. I agree with you, Jamal Murray. I think what he did in the bu- bubble is unsustainable. I agree with you. Um, it's awesome. a little bit of a hot take yeah. because a lot of people think he's going to be really, really good this year. I like him as a player. Um, I love I love the videos he posts on Instagram. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I do have him as an All Star in the West. Yeah. Okay. So I like that. Um, that sure. I'll I'll, I'll uh, say one of my suckers now. Um, so we, we already kind of brushed on this guy earlier, but, uh, Kyle Kuzma, um, I know, I know. So man, yeah, it's, it's nothing against him million a year. I think, I think Kuz is a great player. I do. Um, I I think his role on the Lakers is pretty well solidified all of that. Um, but there's a lot of mouths to feed offensively on this Lakers team. And I I just don't see Kyle Kuzma. He, He does. He's a, he doesn't do, he's not a passer. He's not much of a defensive stats guy. Um, he's better defensively than he was. He looked bad last night, but he is better than he has been. Um, he's not going to get you many assists. He's not going to get you a ton of rebounds. <laughs> so you're pretty much just looking for him to score. I think he got drafted. And he's an inconsistent scorer, um, to say the least. Not because he's bad at it, but he's just inconsistent um, in his role. So I, I think that Kuzma, the name, I, I think the, he's a good guy to package in a trade. So like, let's say you kind of want to you have a slightly worse player and you want to move up to get a slightly better player. I think Kuzma is a good packet, like a good sweetener because people are like, Oh, Kuzma, that's a name. Like could be the third best player yeah, on the Lakers. There's that potential. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's, he's a good package candidate. You don't want to be riding your season around with a bunch of potential. Yeah. You want to get yeah. that potential. Maybe someone else will value that potential a little yeah. more than you should, than you should. Yeah. I agree with that. Next guy I have D'Lo. D'Lo. Uh, D'Angelo man, Russell. The Wolves, I, I don't know what to make of them. Uh, D'Lo, I don't know if you drafted him. I think someone definitely drafted him, but he's going to have a down season. He's going to have a bit of a stinker season. I uh, never liked his game. He's a, he's a three-point specialist. Never seen it. I don't think he's really got that many assists. Um, Vincent Edwards is there. Anthony, Anthony is there. Edwards. Anthony Edwards. Oh gosh, <laughs> Anthony Edwards is there. I have D'Lo as a stinker. Yeah, I, I think he's 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 a sucker too. Um, I agree with you. I think he, he flashes a lot of great playmaking. Um, yeah, flashes. I, yeah, but that's that's all it is. It's flashes. I I think that he's he's an, he's another name. I mean, if you can, that's the that's the main thing in fantasy. This is true with football too. If you can take a big name that you see as underproducing, but they've still got the name. Um, like like a Le'Veon Bell or something. I'm thinking in fantasy football yeah. where the name Le'Veon Bell has so much more weight than he actually produces on the field. Uh, I think the same thing in this. D'Angelo Russell is, is a really well known. He's kind of a star name. Yeah. Um, if you can if you can package him for another uh better player that you think has more potential, um, absolutely do that. Anybody uh, else? Bef- I, yeah. So I, I want to talk about one more player. All right. Um, I'm a hundred. 150% out on Marcus Hull as a fantasy option this year. Oh, no. Yeah. I hate to say it. I hate to say it. Um, I think he's going to be good generally as a basketball player from a fantasy standpoint. I think this guy is going to get you five points a game. Like, <laughs> like seriously, like fa- fantasy points. I mean, this I guy is because Anthony Davis is going to take all the rebounds. Um, he's going to do some stuff defensively. But he, the, the thing about him that's interesting defensively, he's not really a shot blocker. No. He's not really. He's more of like a, a contest guy 
than he is a, yeah. I'm going to actually get counting stat. He knows where to put his body. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I think that, again, another name. People hear Marcus Gasol, wow, that's like a you know, 30-point-a-game fantasy player. He can shoot player. threes. Yeah, exactly. He can do a lot of different things, but I, I don't think on this Lakers team, um, I don't think he's going to put up a lot of fantasy points. So that's that's my final sucker that I have with honorable mention to uh, Luke Kennard, who, oh, yeah. who I, I mentioned earlier. Yep, um, should be there. Yeah, so that's that's our first. Uh, I had one more thing I yeah, wanted to yeah, yeah. touch on about fantasy uh, trading. I love it. Um, know who you're trading with. Uh, don't burn a bridge. Don't send mm, them offers. Don't lesson. don't try to uh, try to pull a fast one. Like talk them through it. You know, someone's got a favorite player, and they got want that player, and they want one of your players, and it's kind of like I just kind of want that guy. Yeah, but you also don't want to give up too much, and everybody kind of feels like they want to win. That doesn't mean you get. Oh, if he clicks this, if he clicks yes, oh my god, my team's <laughs> gonna be unstoppable. But he won't click yes. He's gonna get upset, and he won't ever trade with you because of what you've been doing. So when you try to get serious, it's too late. The bridge, the bridge, the bridge is burned. So I'm just saying, know who you're trading with. That. Yeah, what I like to do, um, something that, that I've done in fantasy before, is kind of have do a scratch my back, I'll scratch yours sort of trade. So if you know that there's someone who needs a, a player for a specific matchup or um, you know they got a player that got injured and you have depth at a position that they don't, um, you know maybe do a trade with them, offer them a trade that, that maybe is kind of... Um, not super favorable to you. Not that you're going to lose a trade, but you know, not something that's super favorable to you. Mm, um, okay. Trade that person to them, um, get a piece back. And then in the future, you've already established good trust with this person. And then maybe in the future, you can make another big trade happen. Uh, it's hard to get people to trade in fantasy in general. A lot of people are, are too stubborn um, and are worried about losing a trade. Um, the best yeah. trades in fantasy are win-win trades where, where you see they have a need at a position that I have a lot of, and I and I have a need at a position they have a lot of. Find those matching pieces. Find those matching pieces. Try to get those to work. Don't try to don't trade. You know, uh, Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma yeah. and D'Angelo Russell for James Harden. Yeah, because you know, James, oh James Harden is not playing. Yeah, right that's people are gonna look at that and and laugh you away. Um, except in our league, the guy who has James Harden might actually take that. Yeah, <laughs> he's um, learning. He's learning. Anyways, that, it. yeah, yeah, it's our first episode. Um, we're hoping to do more of these uh, in the future. So uh, please give us some feedback, whoever's hearing this. Um, and we are gonna get a we're gonna get an intro song. Yeah, we're gonna have our our stuff a little bit more figured out. The title maybe is head to head. Maybe maybe, maybe a little to too basic, but we've got it. We got a couple. We got. I like Pod Gasol. That's kind of funny. Pod Gasol. I kind of like that, but um, that's you know it's not a Lakers specific podcast. Um, the other one was points per pod session. I don't know is that so? Is that you didn't? There was no uh, podcast like that. There's right? no podcast okay. like that. I liked I liked the pick and pod, but that's taken. Yeah. I kind of like points per pod session. If that's uh, a thing, yeah, it's maybe. so long. Maybe maybe like head to head could be like a segment in it, where like we debate like we're on opposite sides of an issue, you know, mm. and like head to head, and we have like a little head to head, like a little, you know, right. But I, I I like that no one really talks about head to head. Yeah, I like it. I like. I it. just think that's. It's a an niche underground mm-hmm. that will soon take. I think that'll soon be the the way to play. I think so. Once people start to realize that's a that's it's a, way more fun. That's a real way. Like, it's, who wants to win? Who wants to dominate scoring, rebounds, assists, 
but you lose against field goal percentage blocks and turnover battle and you lose that week yeah like what the fuck is that yeah no I'm, not- I'm with you it should be overall um impact and if you think about it too i mean cat like that's not how basketball works right yeah the, the 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 team who has the best field goal percentage at the end of the game doesn't win the game no right um it's, yeah. a, it's as simple as it sounds it's the person who, or it's the team who scores the most points mm-hmm. and that's how it should be it yeah yeah also dame will not be mvp just wanted to <laughs> toss that in there i i don't i don't see it i don't see it i don't even see the blazers making the playoffs it's gonna be wow, tough you don't see them making the playoffs we'll see I don't wow. do they hold on. Okay. Do they get better? Yes. What are the, how do they get better? Okay. So they have refresh Roko. my memory. They have Roko. That's they huge because they, they didn't, they didn't have any wing depth. They didn't uh, have, a, right. so they got Roko. They're getting uh Zach Collins back healthy. Um, I think that's a pretty big piece for them. Nurkic is going to be healthy this year. He was not healthy to start last year. He looked great in the bubble. The Blazers look great in the bubble. Damian Lillard is in his prime. CJ McCollum has never been an all-star. So he's kind of got this chip on his shoulder. Anthony Simons, every year someone talks him up. He's never done shit so far, but I still like him. You can drop 50 in one game. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, no. But, but well, I mean, also they have, they have uh, Gary Trent Jr. Yeah, they got Gary Trent Jr. I just think this team kind of knows their identity. I think Terry Stotts, hot take, still an underrated coach. Underrated I know he's coach. never done anything. I know that. But he has stayed steady with this team. Yeah, it's tough to do that. Yeah, it's, it's really hard. Um, team, I, I've team. always been a closet Blazers fan. I love Damian Lillard. I One of my favorite teams, is, this is kind of a funny thing, one of my favorite te- like uh, like underrated teams of all time was I think the 2015 Blazers, 14 Blazers. It was the starting lineup. Batum. It, yeah, it was starting lineup was Lillard, Wesley Matthews, Nick Batum, LaMarcus Aldrich, and Robin Lopez. That team kicked ass i yeah, love that team. i do remember that team i remember yeah. that team actually i remember wesley matthews was lethal yeah dude yeah and then he got the achilles injury and then yeah. signed signed i think what did he sign with the mavericks or, or wherever it was yeah but uh anyways um that's our first episode uh like rate and subscribe just kidding i don't know if we're doing that yet but uh but uh it's, it's good, good to get in the habit yeah good to get in the habit see you next time